The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. Thanks for joining us. This is The Boys of Tech, episode 200 for Monday the 11th of February 2013. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm joined over Skype by Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hello. Brett, you're sounding fairly energetic and uh, maybe it's something to do with the fact that... It's all fake. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe something to do with the fact that you've just been on a, is it a week-long cruise of the South Pacific or something? Yes, indeedy. Oh, I am so envious. So you went on a cruise ship all well, all over the, uh, which islands did you call in that? Uh, New Caledonia and Vanuatu. I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. Would it be a silly <laughs> question to ask how it was? Because, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't terrible. You're not going to say, oh, it was awful. You know, it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I, you know, a week of doing nothing and just drinking in the, bar, in the, in the bars and whatnot. Oh, it's definitely not a week of doing nothing. Cruising's not like that. The cruise ships put on such a packed itinerary; it's barely, barely a moment to yourself. Tell us about some of it. I, I really, because I think you might be the first person I know that's actually been on a cruise. The first person I know personally. Yeah. So, do, do, what's it like? Like, give, give me an example of get, sort of take me through a a day or something. A day, okay. Um, a day on the life take, of a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you through a sea day from from the end of the cruise because the, the first part of the cruise got a little bit mucked up because of the whole Brisbane floods. Oh, the yeah. The floods yeah. delayed the cruise departure, so kind of mucked up the first couple of days of the cruise. But the last couple of days were, were sea days, and sea days means that the cruise ship basically packs on all kinds of entertainment and things to do. So they have things like quizzes and trivia, name that song sort of stuff. They have competitions, talent shows. They have productions. And the cruise that I went on also had circus performers. Oh, wow. So acrobats. And they were freaking amazing. Okay, Now, imagine being on a ship, rocking at sea, and balancing on your head a gigantic metal ring and in that metal ring a woman balancing as well. All of that on your head on a ship. That, at sea. I was going to say, that is really tricky. That? Well, not that you could actually hold a gigantic metal ring with a, a woman on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole balancing aspect of it. Yeah, I know, because that's like tricky enough. Without- acrobats. Stream. Yeah, that's tricky. And exactly, that's tricky enough on on terra firma, let alone on a ship, which is you know rocking. Indeed, indeed, and juggling, <laughs> juggling on a ship that's moving. So, did you have to pay to go to that, or is that all? Uh, all, all the entertainment that occurs is free. They have other little oh. uh, little arts and crafts things that you can go and do, like I, I call it arts and crafts, but, you know, like mixology, going to learn how to make a whole heap of the cocktails that they make, which might have a cover charge. Right, because you okay. To drink, you create. Sure, right. Uh, but lots of the other ones um, you could just go and do. If you wanted to learn about quilling, 
I have no idea what quilling was. Apparently it's making things out of paper. I was going to say, what is, I was going to ask you exactly <laughs> there. What is quilling? Did the quilling. I, I spent a lot of my time going to the quizzes, which is why I now have a whole heap of random ship stuff that says winner on it because I won quizzes. Oh, nice. <laughs> and by random ship stuff, I mean I have four stubby holders now and, and several drink bottles. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all fun. And they have a spa. There was a spa on there with a steam sauna or just a dry sauna and hot rock beds and relaxation room. Wow. And and all this, of course, is, is included in the price. You just, you, you go... All, the, all of the spa stuff, most of the spa treatments and things, you pay extra. Oh, you do pay for that? Yeah, right. yeah. 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 But it, it's it's reasonable, especially when you consider that included in the price of the cruise is not only all of your transport, all of your accommodation, but all of your main meals. Oh, is that right? All your main meals. I was going to ask you about meal times as well. So so tell me oh, about that. What's it? So You can either go to the buffet, which is a buffet, uh, or you can go to their regular restaurant, uh, which for breakfast you just rock on up, but for lunch and dinner you have to make a reservation because they've got to try and fit people through. And really nice food. Or you go to one of their more boutique places which have a, a cover charge to go in because you get a completely different level of stuff. So we went to the the um, guest chef restaurant that was on there uh, called The Salt Grill and had that the very first formal night it was it was great I think I might be able to live on a cruise ship the rest you, of my you life could, <laughs> you could depending on your cabin it's, it's the only thing about cruising is um, you don't spend a lot of time in your cabin except when you're sleeping but depending on your cabin you may have to share a very small bathroom with a lot of people uh, okay yep so it's best on a cruise ship in those situations to to find another bathroom that that is more to your to your liking and you can do that cuz they clean bathrooms like once every couple of hours oh right oh okay the part about cruises is having to share a tiny bathroom with a bunch of people right but like you say it, it's I, I guess you know it's a bit like a hotel when you go to you know when you when you're visiting a, a town and you've and, and you're staying in a hotel you don't really spend time in the hotel do you because you're out there doing things or looking at things or or exactly you're having out a meal there or and eating and and eating and especially if you're at the buffet <laughs> so what about for the uh, for the night owls out there uh, club um movies on show different things so if i wanted to if i was on the cruise ship and i wanted to i i was full of energy at three in the morning i want to go out and have a boogie or even watch a movie or something i could do that in the middle of the night yeah, well, um, not at about 3 a.m. Everybody's pretty tuckered out by 3 a.m. Right. You'll still find some people up on up on the Lido deck lounging around. Right, but that's pretty much the tail end, isn't it, at that, at that yeah. stage? Yeah, starting the tail end because everything in the cruise ship happens from early in the morning. So it, it does kind of mix you up a bit. Oh, okay, I see. So you're on the go right from, from very early. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting when you come off the cruise ship because your equilibrium's all wonky. So right now I'm sitting in my in my house 
and it still feels like the world is rocking. Because <laughs> <laughs> 24 hours ago, I was like, <laughs> just getting off the boat. What a cool thing to do. I, I got to say, and, and obviously you, you got to, the whole point of the cruise, of course, is you get you got to, to visit uh, New Caledonia and Vanuatu, right? So mm-hmm. what did you think? Um, it's really hot. <laughs> really hot, <laughs> Really, really hot. <laughs> I guess it would be, uh, yeah. Because the, the reason I ask is because we're actually thinking of uh, of possibly going to New Caledonia at some point, uh, you know, in the not too distant future. What's what did you think of New Caledonia? Um, it was lovely. It's beautiful there. Unfortunately, I never got to New Mia because we had to shave. Basically, we shaved that port of call off the itinerary because of how delayed we got. Right, okay, because you, your departure point was uh, was uh, Brisbane, wasn't it? Mm. And as you said, they had the floods there. Indeed. We were supposed to depart Brisbane at 2 p.m., and instead we departed at 10. Oh, right, okay. To 10 p.m. Right. And so the first two days of the ship, the ship was going pretty much as fast as it could. So the first day, everybody was seasick who you know, all the people who got motion sickness oh, no. were seasick on the first day. So the first day was actually absolutely fine for me. I could go to everything. There was no... So you no didn't get seasick, obviously. ...to fight for space at any of the shows or at any of the stuff. Oh, Because, nice. yeah, you know, a, a number of people on the cruise were currently confined to their beds being seasick. <laughs> um, me, I had no problem. I don't get motion sickness, so... Oh, all the better for you then. So... so- yeah, yeah. So all but up, it did mean that, yeah, as the updates came in through the first day, that you know, we were attempting to make up the make up the time so that we could get to all the stops. But eventually, it became that we either stopped in Numia for a couple of hours, which basically gave you enough time to get off the boat and then turn around and get back on the boat, or we skipped Numia entirely and got to the next port of call early. Right, so and then spend some decent time there. The next port of toll. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So and that's, the, that's what the captain opted for. And, and all, so all up, this is a fantastic experience, right? Mm-hmm. I love cruises. They're super fun. Yeah, have you been on them before or is this your first one? Uh, it was my second. Your second, right, okay. Yeah, See, my I'm, first uh, was uh, in the Aegean Sea around the Greek islands. Oh, wow. Oh, man, I'm so envious of you, Brett. You know what? I, I, I'm, 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 not I'm not going to talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. Full of people, you know, our age. I, I was actually quite surprised with how many people younger than me that were yeah, there. Yeah, because you get the- Full of 20-somethings. Interesting, because you do get the impression that it's sort of full of uh, sort of retired <laughs> people or-, or, yeah, or old age <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or, or even early retirement, but even so, yeah, you know, yeah. in their 50s. You, but the, think. The, these little island cruises ones are- have a tendency to be more full of 20s and 30s. Interesting. I had no idea. And tons of stuff for kids to do. Is that right? So you, yeah, oh. They've got kids clubs and for different age groups and they go off and they do stuff. They do arts and crafts. They have their own dinner nights. They have their own dance nights. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where they have formals or they have their own stuff for the different theme nights, pirate costumes and that sort of stuff where they go off and do things. Yeah, they, they fully take care of your family for you so that you can have fun. <laughs> Man, what what haven't they thought of, eh? It seems exactly. like they pretty much cater for everyone there. That's that's awesome. Yep. That's really good. Well, I'm glad yep. you had a good time because I was wondering how you're getting on. And, uh, of course, we haven't 
caught. This is, in fact, this is the first time we've really caught up since you've since you got back. You got back not long ago, so um, we're kind of catching up for the first time on the on the show, to, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. <laughs> well, look, thanks for the. Uh, know it was interesting, I must say, because I went kayaking and the kayaking was quite hellish, and we discovered the reason that the tides were all mucked up was because of the earthquake. Oh yeah, there was the uh, the earthquake out in the was it the Solomon's big earthquake, which yeah, which put out a tsunami warning for for the the, the South Pacific, yeah. and that's why tides were all mucked up. Oh right, Vanuatu, which made kayaking so annoying. <laughs> supposed to be good diving there, actually. Oh, absolutely beautiful. Went snorkeling there, tons of fish, all hiding <laughs> in the in the the holes in the the coral. You can see them all. Are probably getting upset by all of the weird tides as well. But right, yeah, we get it. We're, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I'm. I'm truly envious. Uh, I, I have to do that sometime. Mm-hmm. Look, anyway, uh, onto the show though. Of course, some of the stories that we had lined up. We're going to be talking about uh, Mega and Kim.com. We're also going to talk about uh, Phillips have made an announcement recently. But I wanted to kick off with a the bizarre story about a a, a website. Which, get this, a, a website, first of all, plagiarizes some scientific blog posts and then it files DMCA takedown notices on the originals. <laughs> and and they, they're removed. <laughs> you know, so this of is. Of course, this most is, hosts will remove stuff that once yeah. they've received what looks like a, a proper DMCA takedown. Because, of course, they, if you think about it, the hosts, like, for example, in this case, WordPress, when they receive a takedown notice, I, I guess there's a certain amount of, of trust that you put in the the request, don't you? And, you, and I mean, Indeed. Because you don't but have time to research. Once again, that is quite silly. This is the internet. Yeah. I, you should always fact check, even if it looks like an official DMCA takedown notice. You should always fact check. But isn't that so cheeky? I mean, you know, not only are they doing these, you know, Invalid DMC takedown take notices, but they're the ones who've actually pirated. And st- in fact, they're, they're obviously trying to to steal their that glory themselves. Indeed, it's basically what they're doing. They're taking other people's work and claiming it as their own for their own glory. And I on guess it, it, what it, is apparently a actually pretty poorly put together website. And it, I guess, they try to legitimise that by. Sending out these DMC take uh, DMC oh, yeah. takedown notices on the get, originals. If they can get um, hosts to take down the originals, then oh, that, they obviously even... they will become the only source for it. Yeah, exactly. Which means all all web searches or web links will point to them, and they'll get all their advertising revenue. When I first read the story, I thought, "No, this can't be." But surely that's exactly what's happening. And and when you th- as I say, when you think about it. I mean, how much fact-checking does, does a, a host really have to do? Because, I mean, I know the ideal answer would be as much as I can, but, I mean, let's be pragmatic here. You know, they probably get lots of DMCA takedown notices, and it's, it's hard. Let's, let's be fair. It's, it's really hard and time-consuming if they had to go and try and uh, do the background fact-checking to the nth degree on every single takedown notice. It would just be impossible. You know, it just wouldn't happen so and unfortunately we get situations like this where people take advantage of that fact indeed and we will always get situations like this where people take advantage of it There's find increase- yourself a host that has something in their agreement with you that says that they will actually fact check I mean but also again it's hard for them to be able to do that as well because sometimes they don't have the the necessary uh, what do you call it resources or 
access, mm-hmm. you know, to do that. And especially, you've got to remember, it's not their field either. So you're looking at, say, in this case, we're talking about scientific, uh, I think it was uh, research on uh, cancer research, uh, you know, mm-hmm. publications, scientific publications. You know, it's not WordPress's speciality. Well, it's you know? so, still, well, it's not their speciality there, but they could have done some fact-checking on the people who had posted the DMCA notice. It's not. Oh, I see. Just are these people check. legit? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Exactly. Because yeah. the, the people whose stuff was taken down from WordPress because of this DMCA notice had done some quick fact-checking to discover that the website was first published well after several of their articles had already been put on their own website. That's right. The domain name, in fact, for that website was, yeah. was registered, is what you're saying, yeah, afterwards. And and I, you're right. A, a check like that would, uh, would certainly reveal... You know, and make you think twice and go, hang on, what, what's going on here? Indeed, indeed. So anyway, that's, the that's... The owner of this Indian website was somebody in a... Somebody who lived in a nightclub in London. Is that right? Did they find out who, who it was? Well, they did a who is lookup on the, the owner of the URL and it comes back as a, a lady from London. But the the name of the lady is suspiciously like the name of the nightclub that the address actually points to and the phone number for the person is a digit too short to be an actual phone number. So it's fake who is information as well. Right, so yeah, the fake, yeah, the fake of who Everything about that website is fake. Right, gotcha. So that should ring, ring bells. someone else. <laughs> yeah, so that should ring bells, shouldn't it? Mm. Now, Honda has announced that they want to uh, integrate Siri... And, you know, initially, when I read this, I thought, oh, I know what they're going to do. They're going to integrate Siri into the, the car's management system, you know, for, mm-hmm. for stereo, econ, and all that. But that's not what they're talking about. They're just talking about integrating Siri so that you can, you know, Siri to your iPhone, you can speak to your iPhone. One of the features that I thought was kind of neat, though, was that your iPhone, which typically would, would sort of clip, you know, onto the uh, console in front of you, when you're Siriing, if I can use, if I can coin that that verb, uh-huh. uh, when you're Siriing, you, it actually blanks out the screen of the iPhone, so so that you don't get distracted by it as you're driving. Because remember, you're doing uh-huh. this while you're driving, so that's c- kind of neat. Indeed, and obviously they have also taken into account the numerous research that has shown that people who are talking on the cell phone, even if it's hands-free, are also distracting themselves from driving. So t- taking that into account as well. Well, I mean, yeah, I look. Does I mean, utilize Google's or Apple's maps? That is a <laughs> for the for the Siri questions about location. I, I wonder. I I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. I wonder. Good question. <laughs> this is going to be offered in the new vehicles, uh, 2013 onwards. So Honda Accord, Acura yeah. RDX, and right. ILX. What what I really got from this story was the 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 essence of this story is these car manufacturers, Honda is looking at incorporating a natural language-based voice recognition control system instead of a a quirky touchscreen or the really unnatural command word systems that a lot of the the, the voice recognition ones currently utilize. And the way that you use a more natural language to, to talk to Siri is what they want to bring to the control system of the car. Yeah, but at this stage, and this is the thing, this is what I thought they were going to do as well, a full implementation, but at this point, and it says very clearly uh, in the news articles about this, is that it's not going to be able to handle things like performing 
tasks such as changing radio station, the car's audio system, or or the the climate control. At this point, it's just the iPhone integration, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. You will be able to use Siri to use your iPhone in the car. That's right. But I think we're, and but like you say, but we're this. Car systems. No, but I think so where it's Siri going is that that's probably where they're going to take it eventually. Mm. That's my but, guess anyway. Mm-hmm. Kim.com. Now, what the latest on, on this guy and his company, Mega. So, interestingly enough, a search engine popped up very recently to index content on Mega, right? The, the search Ooh. engine was called... Uh, Megasearch. Yeah, that's right, megasearch.me, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was actually then blocked. As soon as uh, Kim.com found out about this, he blocked it. Yep. So and well, he's saying he's got nothing to do... To be, you're not, there's not supposed to be any sort of index search of, of Mega. Though that's the thing, because how can you index Mega when it's, you know, everything's supposedly secure? And, of course, as you said, the... the in this case, what they did was they were taking advantage of users submitting their content to the search engine saying, here's what this, I've got this file, exactly. I've got that file, and so on. Exactly. Kim.com has blocked it. He's got nothing to do with it. He says his company's got nothing to do with it. Uh, yes. And I think he's, he's making that very clear because he wants to demonstrate that, as far as they're concerned, Mega is completely legal. Yeah. And they've got, and and he wants to show that he's he's not in any way encouraging hosting of illegal content on Mega. Yep. Which is where the the search engine would come into play, of course, because you might start searching for oh the Hobbit dot AVI. Uh, oh yes, that's available on on Mega. Let's download it. Of course, by removing that avenue, it's further strengthening their position on the fact that Mega is entirely legal and not to be used for illegal activities. Hmm. I'm sure this won't be the first mega search engine uh, oh, attempt. Oh, definitely not. There, there are going to be more, no. I'm sure. There will be more. In fact, I think they even said, didn't they say that they're actually going to come back and, and do another version or, or they'll get around this, I think? Yep. Yep. Once yep. they've worked a way around the block, they will be back up. That's what the mega search me has said. Now, it's not entirely clear who's behind this, right? No. It is, it is no unclear at all who has no one's come forward. The, the site to begin with. And no one's come forward, right, either. So no one's come forward and put their hand up and say, actually, it's us. So no one knows who these people are. And, of course, you can hide behind a, a, anonymous information on the uh, who is, uh, what we were just talking about in our previous story. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And also, by the way, interestingly enough, you may have heard, Brett, that uh, Kim.com is offering 10,000 euros to anyone who can break the mega encryption system. Wow. So do you have that 10,000 euros yet, Ed? <laughs> have I broken it? No, no. I wish I, if I did, I'd be on a cruise in the South Pacific. Oh, <laughs> you could have taken the entire family on that cruise. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, nice maybe, I'll have, <laughs> maybe I'll have to start cracking uh, encryption. Yeah, so this is his way of... Because remember, when Mega launched, there, there was a bit of criticism about the, the encryption system. Some, some of the mm-hmm. uh, cryptographers uh, and, and ex, uh, people experienced in that area have actually come out saying, well, hang on, you know, there's a few things that aren't so good about this. Doesn't use a lot of entropy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, clear text, email confirmation, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. And this is, I guess, one way that uh, Kim.com is trying to say, well, hang on, we'll put our money where our mouth is. Exactly. Because it's all well and good for cryptography experts to come back and say, "Oh, you, you're not using quite enough entropy. Your, your, your seeds are your seeds are easily cracked. I could write a program that'll crack that seed right there in like two years. Two years. That's way easier than brute forcing <laughs> it. Yes, but it's also 
way less likely to actually have anybody bother to do it. Yeah. Uh, having said it's that, the, though, the, on the, the difference between what a cryptographer considers breaking a system and what you know the rest of the world considers breaking a system. Well, on you know on the on the flip side, of course, you could say that what Kim.com is doing is is basically now getting people to get oh, yeah, he's getting he's getting cheap labor to um, to, to, to test check encryption out, exactly and to find bugs. Yes. Yeah. Because if but there is, if there is, no, this way, if the there time. is a weakness, it will be found, and he'll have forked out ten thousand euros. But to be honest, yeah. uh, he's effectively crowdsourcing, and ten thousand euros exactly. is is really not a lot. But he's crowdsourcing for something that people can be bothered to actually check. So if people want to check that to win that money, they're doing it. What's the difference between that and drug trials? You get on a cheap drug trial to try this this um, untested drug for a condition that you've got and you get it for free or you get it for super cheap. Well, that's right. And, and no one has... It's exactly the same yeah, thing. Is, there is right. nothing wrong with it. No, no. It's, it's the a- same with open source software. I, I create this brilliant piece of software. I put it out there for everybody to give a go at and put, you know, beta test. You know, I'm not paying you to beta test it. Yeah, exactly. I'm letting you test yeah. it if you want to test it. If you don't want to test it, don't test it. Yeah, exactly. You're right. It's absolutely the same thing. <laughs> I, I think oh. there are people jumping on the bandwagon and so, saying, oh, now he's just getting free work done for him are yeah are basically nubbits <laughs> <laughs> no, look I agree it, and, and it happens all the time This is, this it is, happens all the time there is nothing, nothing wrong with it no, there's absolutely. nothing legal about it there, in fact it is a good thing it, it's giving people a chance to win some cash the only thing I would say though <laughs> the, well the only thing I would say is that if it is cracked it will seriously question you know it, it will be out there because it will be known the ten thousand yep. euro prize will be awarded, and, and I think it will then so affect the will immediately change the system that is used by. I know, but I, I do think if that happens, though, Brett, I, I do think it will still cast doubt in people's mind about it. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be broken; it may never be broken, and that's and in fact, that'd be great if if Indeed. if that's the case. But if it is, I do think it's going to affect its reputation, even on the second round. It's like, well, you know, we've we've improved security; Once we've got a whole again, new it system. Depends on how, he, yeah, it depends on how he spins it. And if there's one thing we've learned about Kim dot com is that he is very good at the spin. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, look how far he's come already from exactly from someone who's supposed to be facing extradition charges from being a completely obscure internet millionaire. Yeah, he certainly knows how to how to play the game. Put it that way. Exactly. Now, Brett Phillips has made an announcement. It is exiting the consumer electronics market. <gasps> no, but my 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 razor, <laughs> my shaver. What am I going to do when it breaks? Well, uh, I'm afraid you're going to have to replace it with a toaster. Or a coffee maker, because that's what they're going to be focusing on. Oh, so wait. the shavers so are still, still included. Consumer electronics, you're telling me. Oh, I see where you're coming from. Well, are they? Would you call those electronics? A shaver, electronics, toasters? Yes. <laughs> mm. Do they do they run on little circuit boards and have little control chips inside them? Yes, they do now. Well, yeah. Well, okay. So, well, <laughs> how, how do you differentiate that between your home entertainment? Is the big thing which tells you whether or not something's electronic. It runs on electricity. 
Well, is that, I don't know, is that electronic or is that electric? Because there's, there's two different types, isn't there? Electronic, yeah, right. doesn't, doesn't that imply that there's a transformer and a little, you know, you're down to your... Transistor your, or something inside that's there. That's right, which a lot of those products do. Yeah, which most of those things have no, in they, them. They, they, especially even these days, you look at something like a, a washing machine. <laughs> well, if you even if you even look at big appliance and you think, well, what about something like a washing machine? Well, actually, it's got a whole bunch of electronics inside now. Yeah, tons controlled. of electronic sensors mm. determining whether or not the water level is appropriate, whether or not it's spin is fast enough or slow enough. Temperature, all that, yeah, the whole thing. So anyway, look, uh, so without getting too pedantic about this, look, well, they're going to fo- they're going to focus on appliances such as shavers. So you're all good there, Brett. Toasters, okay. juices, coffee makers, etc. But they're getting out of the the sort of home entertainment uh, 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 side of things. Oh, that's quite sad because mm, it's Philips home entertainment system. Yeah, look, I, I always uh, held Phillips in, in high regard and, and their, yeah, yeah, the quality they, they of their products are great. Yep, I've got some Phillips headphones. I guess they won't be doing those anymore. Yeah, I've got Phillips headphones. In fact, I've got two sets of Phillips headphones. Or three, even three. I mean, actually, I've got, I've got three. There you go. So, yeah, anyway, that's their announcement and that's what's happening. So the audio, video, entertainment entertainment side of that's home right. electronics is what they're getting out of. Yeah, that side of things, that's right. So they've sold so it. They sell it they, they, Yeah, they've sold it. So that's the, I don't. I guess there's going to be no more Philips branded products in that area. Mm. That's it. Wow, that's an end of an era. And the last story I had lined up, do you want to talk about this? Do you want to include this? Uh, the US has warned Antigua and Barbuda over their plans to, to offer. Sort of of a, course a, they have. Of course they have because they are the big bully who has <laughs> completely ignored the courts. <laughs> yeah, this, this is a complex so one. So when the courts, when the World Trade Organization courts come down and tell America that they have not been playing ball with Antigua and Barbuda and Antigua and Barbuda have then been awarded the facility to embargo uh, IP and copyright stuff from America to the tune of $21 million. Of course, America is then going to go, oh, wait a minute. Nobody is allowed to put sanctions on us. We put sanctions on other people. They're not allowed <laughs> to put sanctions on us because we're yeah. the big tent. And I'm wearing my big boy's pants here. So I'm going to tell that little island that, no, you're not allowed to embargo us. Otherwise, we're going to put sanctions on you, even though doing that would then be illegal and going against a World Trade yeah, Organization this one, although court this, order. Yeah, I know, because their plans, of course, as, uh, uh, you know, we hadn't sort of fully said this, but, um, of course, their plans were to create this the site where they can sell, was it movies, I think? They wanted to sell yeah, movies. movies. Music. Music and so on without giving, without needing without to give. Without passing any money on whatsoever to America. That's right, to the content creators. Because yep. So this is actually, although this, this is a sort of a tech story in that sense, it's also highly political as well. Massively now, political. Now, now, of course, this show is and a, a political. how, you know, how bullish America really is when it comes to this sort of well, thing. Well, I was just going to say this. It's a little country <laughs> that has had the, the highest court in that section say, you can do this because America is not playing ball with you, has not been giving you what it's supposed to have. And America is coming back going, no, uh-uh. Well, it just shows how important IP is to, uh, you know, to the USA because they are a huge content-producing country. Mm-hmm. They produce a lot of a lot of IP, a lot of music, a lot of movies, not as many movies as, as, as Bollywood. The fact that... But the American government is who is in the wrong here, but because the American government was not playing ball with any of the other 
You know, this has been going on. This court case has been going on for years. Yeah. But the American government has not played ball. And so the World Trade Organization has handed down to this this island nation that we know that no sanction that you can put on the American government is going to impact them whatsoever. So we are giving you the ability to go after IP and copyright of American companies. And that's because what they, that to, to claim will, back, and that's what they're doing, isn't it? That's how, what they're going to do. American government to actually capitulate. Mm. So anyway, this podcast is supposedly apolitical, so I won't, we won't go into the political side of things. But obviously, it's very hard to detach the political side of this with the, the sort of the tech side. But mm. uh, wouldn't wouldn't Pirate Bay love this? Oh, I would absolutely adore it. It would be brilliant. You would just basically host everything. In, in, in Antigua uh, and Barbuda, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put the whole, because they were going to, remember they were going to, weren't they going to purchase sea land or something? Yeah, yeah, they tried to purchase sea land, but sea land is contested anyway. You, There's no way you'd be able to claim that. As right, a so that's a dead duck, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's because it's within, it's within the current, what is it? Uh, exclusion zone? Water zone. That yeah, the exclusion zone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's within the economic exclusion zone. Oh, so it, it is inside you that, know, is it? it? So it's it's not in international waters then? No. It used to be oh, when there was only I a 12 Yeah, no, you know. Because law change occurred that granted all the countries a greater limit. Now, I know that that was a similar situation with uh, here in New Zealand. We've got a very interesting, for those who are interested in radio, actually, we have a very, very interesting history in, in radio and in pirate radio and how, it was op- you know, how radio was opened up from government control. Because back in the 70s, it was uh, radio in New Zealand was very, very tightly, it was government control, basically. There were no commercial radio stations out there. And there was a crowd that, formed together called, uh, I think they call themselves Radio Hauraki. And there's radio stations still going today in a, in a different incarnation, in a legal incarnation. But back then, Radio Hauraki was this this pirate radio station because there was a little triangle of international waters inside the Hauraki Gulf, which is here uh, near Auckland and here in New Zealand. And so what they did is they had the ship they were like you know, real pirates in that sense. They had the ship out in this international waters, but very, very, very close to Auckland. And they were broadcasting their signal into Auckland. They were a pirate station, but they couldn't be touched because they're in international waters. Of course, there's a whole story, backstory to this about how how later on there were this, uh, there were all sorts of allegations about government inter- intervention and the government tried to sink the boat and so on and so forth. Blah blah yeah. blah. Anyway, in in any event, where I'm heading with this is that that, that little triangle of international waters no longer exists because the the uh, the exclu- economic exclusion zone was increased from whatever it was to a to a, a you know a large value, and now that's now all part of New Zealand territory. Yeah. So of course, that could never happen again today. No. But uh, back then, there was, as I say, this little triangle of international waters yeah. and uh, that's that existed. Where, that's where this Sealand outpost sat, just beyond the old economic exclusion zone of the United Kingdom. I believe it was a a, a sea defence. Was it? A, I thought it was an oil rig or something. Ah, I thought it was uh, something that was built as part of the, the, the coastal protection from World War II. Well, a quick Google of that would, uh, would tell us. Indeed, it would. And I'll leave that to you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm frantically, I'm frantically googling away as, you, as you're saying that. Uh, we're just uh, this is this is totally live, obviously, as you can see. So what it is is Sealand is yeah, it's a sea fort. Mm. 
So yeah, you're right. A former World War Two uh, sea fort in the North Sea. You're absolutely right. It's got nothing to do yeah. with an oil rig at all. I don't know why I thought it was an oil rig. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, oil rigs were designed to move. <laughs> so it couldn't be considered a, a, a fixed installation. How did we get onto the pirate radio? Uh, oh, economic exclusion zone being increased. Oh, that was oh of course, Pirate Bay loving, loving. Um, That's why I mean Pirate, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we got into that. Oh. oh, yes, don't you love tangents? Well, Brett, look, that, <laughs> speaking of tangents, that is it uh, for the show, if I can go off on that tangent and wrap up, because that is all I had, unless there was something you wanted to uh, to add to the mix. Uh, no, no. All right, well, in that case, Brett, episode uh, 200. I've been quite out of it tech-wise and internet-wise for the past week. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you've got a good excuse. You're on a cruise. Why? Indeed. Why would indeed. you care about anything? I was on a cruise where the internet cafe was only intermittent and was incredibly expensive because <laughs> yeah, it, be it all too. went over satellite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> over satellite. Oh, cha-ching, there go the dollars. Now, Brett, just, just before we do- It was do like ra- a dollar a minute. Oh, ouch. Look, just before we do wrap up, this is episode 200. It is a milestone. Mm. I remember, in fact, you, you'll recall this as well, doing episode 100. That was our, our first uh, sort of big milestone there. Indeed. And in fact, the title of that one, incidentally, I'm just having a look back at some of our older shows, is called The Safest Deodorant Can in All of New Zealand. What in the world were we talking about? No, I, well, I remember that one very clearly. It was when we were talking about a guy who discovered a burglar in his house because he set up a webcam and he was at oh, work. Oh, yes, I remember and, that. And, and the burglar <laughs> stole, of all things, he stole his deodorant can. And since then, he's beefed up his security and his alarms and whatnot because you know, the alarm system failed and etc. And, and so now I think the comment at the time was, and now this guy has the most secure deodorant can in all of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> And he said, didn't he say, I think I remember, if I remember correctly, he said that was the most annoying thing. It was because he didn't realise his deodorant was stolen until the next morning when he, you know, when he woke up and had to go to work and, you know, he had a shower and whatnot. And it's like, well, where's my deodorant? Oh, Where man. Where is it? <laughs> what, what a pain. And now he's going to have to call in via the uh, supermarket <laughs> so he doesn't have to stink all day. So anyway, that was that. That was episode 100. We reflected back on our previous 100 episodes. Since then, we've done another 100 episodes. Uh, and wow, there you go. And we're still New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. And always will be. As we said last time, that's right. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to glance back at some of our previous episodes, see how we've changed, you can go to boysatech.com, click on all episodes. They're all there. Uh, you, you've probably noticed that before. There's some interesting titles. In fact, we were just reflecting on this, weren't we, the other day, Brett? We were going through yeah. the the old episode names because they're all based on, on actual quotes from within the story. And there's some interesting ones in there. There are some very funny titles. <laughs> my my favourite two, in fact, my favourite pair is episode 182, You're Faking It. Episode 183, It's Making It Up. <laughs> Indeed. Well, so that's to, how we hold it, when, you know, uh, on low-tech stories. It just makes stuff up. <laughs> oh, I do not. Rubbish. <laughs> Sealand is an oil rig. <laughs> okay, I made that up, didn't I? I don't know where I got that from. Anyway, Brett, that is it. That is episode two. because it looks like an oil rig. Yeah, actually, that might be why. And so my brain kind of went oil rig. Okay, Brett, anyway, that is it. Let's wrap it up. Episode 200. It's been a fantastic one. And you've actually, you know, you've co-hosted a good portion of those 200 episodes. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I haven't got the count in front of me, but I'd say, uh, obviously, you're not on all of them, but I'd say you're well over 150 of them. <laughs> Wow, there you go, and uh, yeah, I guess it's a good opportunity now to think, to think, sorry, to thank. 
That was a blooper. To thank our listeners, well, you can also think of them if you want, but uh, more importantly, to thank our listeners. listeners. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Yeah, no, it's definitely a good op- opportunity to thank our listeners uh, for their continued support. Because of course, we wouldn't have a show without our listeners. If no one listened, no. we we wouldn't be here. Indeed, or, or probably not here. We might still be doing this. We well, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what we'd be doing. I have no idea. But there's a, a good number of listeners out there every week, so so good on you for for tuning Indeed. in. We appreciate it. And, and you know, you know, you can scattering on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And on that note, you can actually, if you want to comment on the show, you can go to boystech.com, leave a comment there. And we do love hearing from our our listeners, and we do get emails from time to time. So keep them coming in. In the meantime, that is it. We'll see you again next week. Back to a weekly weekly schedule, I think, Brett. Yep. Now that you've done your cruise and I've done whatever I've had to do, and because we're on a t- sort of a ten day cycle. Uh, for the last three or four episodes. But we're back to a weekly show, so next one will be on Monday, the 18th of February. And uh, we'll catch you then. In the meantime, take care. Have a good week. See you later, everyone. Goodbye. Bye-bye.